Operation Confidence proudly presents American Divisible Heroes Talk Radio Show. Tune in weekly on Sundays from 2 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time with your host, Consuelo Mackey, co-host, Air Force veteran Matt Davidson, announcers Taylor Marcella and Brooke Gadesi, U.S. Army veteran and entertainment segment host, Charles Whitehead, U.S. Army veteran and strategies for host segment host, Dr. Kathy Cash, U.S. Army veteran and lifeline for women veterans segment host, Martha Elena Varela, National Director of Faith Services, Chaplain, and Veterans in Recovery segment host, Anthony Akinfora, and U.S. Air Force veteran and incarcerated to success segment host, Kevin Lewandowski. For more information or to be a guest on our show, email info at operationconfidence.org. America's invisible hero. Invisible hero. Operation Confidence is a grassroots nonprofit. The organization's mission is to provide stable housing for veterans who have experienced homelessness, as well as providing a wide range of supportive services. To help accomplish our goal, a successful landowner has donated land for the project, a world-renowned architect has offered to design the houses, and construction classes from the local community colleges will take part in building the houses. Your support and donations are needed. To get involved, please visit our website at www.operationconfidence.org or email in at operationconfidence.com. Okay, welcome everyone. And thank you for tuning in to America's Invisible Heroes, a show that is dedicated to our veterans and their families. Yes, I'm your host, Consuela Mackey, Executive Director of Grassroots Nonprofit Organization called Operation Confidence. No, I'm not a veteran. But my heart goes out to our American heroes, especially those who are disabled and have experienced homelessness. Now, before we get started, we want to say Merry, 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 Merry Christmas to everyone and a Happy New Year. This will be our last show for this year, but we'll be back after January. So I just want to say Happy New Year. And I know our cast. I mean, our members want to say the same thing. But anyway, American Invisible. Merry Christmas to everybody. There you go. Uh, American Invisible Heroes Talk Radio Show has a new format. Uh, We each week or weeks, uh, each week or some weeks after, we usually have our co-hosts to come on and bring a guest. So we're going to not have any guests on today, but we're going to have our members. we got all our board members on now today. So we want to uh, start out with, with Taylor. Taylor, please take us on into introducing our, our board members for today who are going to also be co-hosts. Yes, ma'am. We have U.S. Army Reserve veteran board member Charles Whitehead. He is an entertainment host and investigative reporter. And we have U.S. Air Force veteran Joshua Irwin. He is a board member and segment host for the Forgotten Heroes. Okay, he'll introduce his uh, topic for today. Yes, ma'am. 
before we do that, I will give like a little blurb about him. Mm -hmm. So U.S. Air Force veteran Joshua Irwin says, after graduating from uh, Mount Carmel High School in 1963, he volunteered for the United States Air Force in 1964 following a semester at L.A. Valley College and the assassination of President Kennedy. Fearing the draft and wanting to just get out of the neighborhood, he looked forward to the adventure. Following basic training, he was trained as an aircraft mechanic and honorably discharged in 1968. Shortly after his discharge, um, he acquired employment at McDonnell Douglas Aircraft Manufacturing Company. He was laid off nine months later and enrolled in Northrop University, majoring in aircraft maintenance technology. Upon graduating in 1970, he successfully passed the necessary FAA exam in order to receive um, his airframe power plant licenses. He then acquired employment at, the Amer at American Airlines as an aircraft maintenance technician. After 30 years at American Airlines, he retired and went back to school majoring in com computer science. He currently sits on the board of Operation Confidence, Four Seasons West Ski and Snowboard Com Club, and executive board of the Beverly Hills Hollywood NAACP while maintaining his own computer business. Josh, take it away. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you, Taylor. Um, I'm talking today about the invisible heroes, the aging veterans. The need to serve all veterans continues to be a true dynamic we can never ignore. As a nation, we must be veteran-centric, results-oriented, and focused and committed to the eradic eradication of many issues facing our heroes. Most of all, we cannot forget those who served in Iraq and Afghanistan faced challenges that can be vastly different from those who served in Vietnam era, like myself. Likewise, our female veterans often face issues that are different from their male counterparts. It's clear based on a report by the Department of Veteran Affairs that 22 former servicemen and women commit suicide every day of those who commit suicide daily, seven out of 10 over the age of 50. So they've been around for a while. Tragically, veteran homelessness continues to be a major concern in the American cities, especially among older veterans. Veterans are overrepresented in this population. They are 15% of the homeless population in general. On any given night, there are over 68,000 unsheltered heroes, more likely to be older and male, many suffering from mental health issues like dementia and PTSD, while dealing with substance use and heroin, alcohol, etc. With these forces, depression, physical ailments, and ultimate death on the streets are prevalent among these older veterans as well. The sad part is our older veterans who are suffering on the streets have had a history of homelessness for decades. If we were to just lock 
or just look at the Vietnam era war, which ended in 1975. And many of them are still homeless today. We can see our aging veterans continue to suffer with no real solution. The stresses of war, homelessness, hopelessness, and decreasing social networks yield a starch reality that must be corrected. The numbers, let's talk about the numbers. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, there are close to 19.6 million veterans in the United States. Female veterans represent approximately 1.6 million of that number. 11.3% of veterans are African-American. Additionally, 79.3% were non-Hispanic white. 1.4% were Asian. 0.7% were American Indian or Alaskan Native. 0.2% were Native Hawaiian and other Pacific Islanders. 1.2% were some other race. Veterans over 65 years of age number close to 9.3 million. According to the Department of Veterans Affairs, it is estimated California approximately 1.9 million veterans. Of these, about 185,000 are women, almost 1 million currently over the age of 60. California is home to nearly 26% of all homeless veterans in the United States. Los Angeles County alone accounts for 10% of the nation's homeless veterans. According to HUD's 2012 Continuum on Care Homeless Population Subcourt, uh, sub California is home to 4,512 veterans living in temporary housing or shelters and 11,949 veterans living on the streets or in places unintended for human habitation. From 2011 to 2013, veteran homelessness in Los Angeles County decreased, but there's still an alarming number of veterans that are without shelter, having no place to call home. These numbers include a few elderly. In 2009, President Barack Obama vowed to end veteran homelessness within five years. The VA department also made a pledge to end homelessness among veterans, with a focus on getting homeless veterans off the streets by 2015. Wow. In order to see true results, efforts must begin at the top and trickle down throughout the streets, counties, and cities across the country. Let's talk about a solution, senior veteran housing. Organizations like the New Directions of Veterans are committed to helping make a difference in the lives of all veterans. NDVETS is currently involved in various collaborations across Los Angeles County to provide quality housing for veterans, including, including specific housing for senior veterans. New Directions for Veterans will join with East LA Community Corporation, corporations for opening the Beswick Senior Apartments, a new construction project that, the, that, that and the first affordable housing development in Boyle Heights for senior vet, veterans. It's exciting because there will be 32 permanent supportive housing units available for low-income senior citizens over the age of 55 who are veterans. The project won't stop with just providing housing. We will also include various social services, 
The social service partners include the Department of Veterans Affairs, Los Angeles County Department of Military Affairs, Behavior Health Services, and the Wine Guard East LA YMCA. How, uh, housing and along with comprehensive serving, uh, services does work and will continue to be listed as a best practice for providing supportive housing. It's the collaborative partnership, partnerships that are formed, bringing resources to the table that will save lives and create a valuable quality of life for our heroes. As we continue, veterans develop their life skills to cope with all the challenges they are faced with the more we see a drastic transformation as they enter their later years of life. In conclusion, the bad news is our veterans are aging and are dealing with issues, homelessness, physical and mental health that are in dire, in danger of being forgotten. The good news is the nation has the opportunity to step up and never forget. Housing and supportive services focused on the needs of elderly veterans is a vital strategy in ending this epidemic. These veterans are, the diff are at different stages in their life cycle and may never work a career or a job, still need the support to ensure the opportunity for better quality of life as citizens of this great nation. We need quality leadership across the country working together to really make the difference for our nation's heroes. Many of our veterans are tormented by circumstances that both war and living in the streets has afforded them. It is outrageous for any veteran to be homeless and without proper health care, especially our elderly. We must return to a time when we honor and respect our seniors and appreciate that they have sacrificed our will for our well-being today. Saying thank you to your service isn't enough. Time to do something. Thank you. Right. That All was right. beautiful. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know, very touching. So sad. You know? You see it after, all the time. All after, the time. After fighting for our country, the reason why we have freedom today, and there's many of them are left out in the street, or the ones that do have somewhere to live. A lot of them are extremely homeless. We get those calls all the time. You know, I mean, I'm not saying lonely. That's what I meant to say. Poor thing. No one is there. The family members or either deceased or have their own family, children, and so forth. No one thinks of them. So that's a sad thing as well. Yeah. And then the other part is, you know, once they've been homeless for so long, it's hard for them to want to try to get real help because, they don't know how, you know, because it's like, you know, you, you take somebody who's homeless. Uh, sometimes they want to be there. Right? Yeah. They get so long, they want to be there because uh, yeah. you know, they're comfortable around the people that they're living with, you know, and then uh, you get to the point where you don't have to uh, have any real responsibilities. Right. Like, you know, so, it's, you know, it's, it's tough, you know. Mm -hmm. so. That's so true. Or that when or they're afraid to go in any some of those facilities that are available to them because they have to follow rules. Well, that's what I mean by they don't want to have to have any responsibility, you know. So it's like, you know, they, I live on my rules on the streets, you know. Right, right, right. And so, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's true and it's real. It yeah. is. 
It is. Right. And then when you think about what we go through, we lose a job and have to look mm-hmm. for another place to live or whatever. That process we have to go through when we even have a job. Think about mm-hmm. what we have to go through and they don't have the basics that we have. That's right. right. So yeah. and then and then dealing with old age on top of yeah, it. Yeah, getting old on top of it. Oh God. <laughs> You know, no family, you know, the kids all grown up and gone, you know, and society got it today where if you don't have a good relationship with family, don't want to be around old people, you know, so he just fought for nothing, you know, they're the reasons why we're so comfortable, you know, but God bless, we're going to try to do our best. Yeah, that's all we can do is do our best, those that are ready to be helped. Right, and those that are willing are always welcome to come on the show and see what resources we have. We're here to help. So, okay, Charles, take it away. We're going to introduce Baby Girl. Baby Girl. (laughs) Baby Girl Taylor. Taylor May. All right. Baby Girl. She might be Baby Girl from another mother, (laughs) but she's still my baby girl. Uh All right. Taylor was diagnosed with osteogenesis. Genesis, okay. Genesis. Osteogenesis. Osteogenesis imperfecta. There's too many big words for me right now. You know? Well, I can't help it that that's the diagnosis. Stuff, you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can't have something like, you know, a little easy something. Like that. Anyway. Pronounce <laughs> it. Taylor, so he don't it's osteogenesis imperfect. It's osteogenesis imperfecta. So yeah. before birth, imperfect. Are the bones imperfect? Mm. Okay. It's brittle con- bones. Okay. Mm. That's a condition commonly known as brittle bones. Mm-hmm. This meant that her bones either didn't produce enough collagen or produce it in low quality and weak bones. Consequently, she relied on a wheelchair for mo- mobility since she could not walk. However, Taylor refused to let her physical limitations hinder her from living a meaningful and fulfilling life. Recognizing that there was, what was that? I no. say that's right. That's, that's she's a Trojan. Trojan. Okay. Trojan. Recognizing that there was much more to life than the confines of a wheelchair, she drew strength and inspiration from her supportive family and friends, who demonstrated the limitless possibilities beyond her condition. Their unwavering encouragement motivated her to develop resilience, strength, and independence. From an early age, Taylor's compassion for veterans grew, fueled by, partly by her family. An uncle who had served in the Vietnam War, um, you know, of course, an uncle, well, witnessing his struggles upon returning from combat and a lack of support available to him, she resolved to make difference in to make a difference in the lives of veterans and individuals with disabilities. Realizing that Taylor needed to build upon previous advocacy advocacy accomplishments, she dedicated her college years to learning about a nonprofit organization called Operation Confidence, founded by Consuela Mackey. Under Connie's mentorship, Taylor gained invaluable hands-on experience working with veterans with disabilities. Operation Confidence resonated deeply with her due to 
with her due to Kanye and genuine commitment to serving others and her ability to identify and meet the unique needs of vets. Numerous veterans have found employment, housing, and consistent access to medical care through this network. Eager to challenge herself and expand her advocacy's horizons, Taylor decided to participate in, uh, in the Miss Wheelchair California 2017 pageant. Triumphantly winning the title, she seized the opportunity to leverage her platform and raise awareness for veterans with disabilities, further bolstering her self-assurance. She is now a permanent judge and mentor for the con contestants. Okay, now, okay, all right. With the, wavering, with the unwavering support of Connie, her family, and friends, Taylor gained the confidence and belief in her abilities that she had uh, previously lacked. Both personally and professionally, Taylor experienced remarkable growth. Presently, Taylor holds a position on an Air Force base where her responsibilities involve assisting families in crisis. She works diligently with her team to offer preventive uh, measures, support services, counseling, and educational programs. Taylor's ultimate aspiration is an inspiration. Aspiration is to become a licensed clinical social worker uh, specializing in behavioral health and treating uh, active duty members on her current installation. Pursuing this objective, she is enrolled in a graduate program to obtain a master's degree in social work and, and social work, I should say. And as of May 2024, she will have completed her degree. That's right. Paul Tesla. Okay. <laughs> Reflecting on her journey, Taylor acknowledges that uh, the presence of a high power. She firmly believes that God has guided her every step of the way, granting her strength during moments of solitude and filling her with a sense of purpose. Whenever she doubted her qualifications, Taylor found assurance, reassurance in knowing God had blessed, had bestowed her upon her the necessary abilities. Go ahead, Taylor. Take it away. Hey, that was it. That was it. Well, you know, I mean, one thing that you left off this after getting her master's, she's going for her doctor. I'm gonna go for my doctoral degree. Mm -hmm. So good. I was like, I'm already almost there, so might as well finish it all the way through. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Taylor, you know. Doctor yep. Taylor, I like that. Yeah, it's not for no other reason but just Dr. Taylor. Yeah. I'm obviously <laughs> treating people, but <laughs> mm -hmm. selfishly. I'm so proud of her. So All she, right. thank you. Show thank us some you. pictures or videos or whatever you want to show. Uh, let me get there. <laughs> she said yeah, so Charles, he, Charles, he kind of said everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, we want to see. Show all the pictures for you. There you go. So this is me and some of the team. A lot of these individuals have been um, my support um, throughout this entire process of working at the installation and then getting my degree and all of that. And I'm grateful for them. Um, I work with some amazing people and I still talk to a lot of them today. Mm -hmm. A lot of them have gone on to become lieutenant colonels and colonels and all that so I, but they love baby girl. It's favor. It's the favor. So I am just, you know, grateful for just even being in those spaces. Right. And then this is one of my other favorite pictures. I graduated from ALS, which stands for Airman Leadership. 
school. And so um, airmen that are becoming staff sergeants and who will have, who will become supervisors, they all have to go to this program. And it's what, between a six and eight week course. I can't remember. And so, yeah, that's me, Lady in Red. Yeah. And this was a great group. This was a great group. Um, I'm grateful for that, too. But, yeah, so I'm very humble. <laughs> and show, show us one of those fashion outfits. You know, Operation Commons started oh. out as a, an organization helping individuals with disabilities. <laughs> I gotta find it. Hold on. Use the beauty industry as the fashion. Is that uh, who's that up there at the top walking? Is that Ron walking by, Josh? <laughs> no, that wasn't. That wasn't Ron. That was one of. Oh, he was eating that cake, here. and I was like, I want some. <laughs> 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 